Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Jack Fritz. Ah, dude, what? What did we just watch? I mean, what did what did we just watch? Welcome on in. It's another edition of Clap Your Hands, presented by Coors Light. Myself, Jack Fritz, alongside Elliot Shore Parks, as we are responding and reacting to an all-time, all-time Philadelphia athlete putting together one of the best performances in Sixers history. I mean, points-wise, it's the best ever, and uh, cementing himself as the best center in Sixers history. I mean, I'm not even close. Um, what so- what a performance! What a player! Before the pod, I joked we should try to clap 70 times, and I was going to do it, and then we got to like 20, and I felt kind of tired. I can't even imagine scoring 70 points. I couldn't even clap 70 times, let alone do that. I mean, look, I tweeted it, and people have commented and say they disagreed, but I think it's the most dominant performance I've ever seen from a Philly athlete. Like, you could bring up Foles in the Super Bowl, and certainly the stage is bigger there. Um, I I would say a little bit bigger, yeah. Yeah, a little bigger, yeah, a little bigger. Uh, I mean, sir, like there's been perfect games, no hitters, but just in terms of a player just looking completely unstoppable, like every time he got the ball, every time he shot, I mean, so, uh, someone tweeted, I forget who it was, that the defense was so bad on the Spurs, it looked like they were in on it. Like he was just, it's the most dominant I've ever seen. I mean, when his jumper is going like that, no one can stop him. And you could tell early on, he knew that going into this game, like he wanted to send a message. We've talked about it, talked about it this season. He comes into games dominating right away. And on a night like tonight, he really got it going. And, man, I mean, obviously Wilt's stats shouldn't count for the Sixers, so I was happy that, like, he did break it. But it's the most dominant I've ever seen from uh, from a Philly athlete or a Sixer. Yeah, and, and I thought it was a little bit too much of – I mean, and B might just hate the French. I mean, he he, he kills <laughs> Gobert. He, yeah. he killed one thing on the night. He can talk trash in, in French, so I guess maybe it gets him going a little more. Exactly. But, you know, I think I think he probably heard, obviously. I mean, he's probably curious to see what it's like to go up against Wembyama. And listen, yeah. Wemby's going to be good. I, I still wonder how great he's going to be. Um, Joel Embiid wanted to go out there and send a message tonight. And I don't know if he had to hang 70 on him. Um, I will. I, I appreciate the Sixers defense keep, keeping that game close enough. Well, Maxie to- did his best to keep it close, too. Maxie was horrendous in this game. He really, I mean, you know. There's a couple Sixers that that stick out from from, from a uh, uh, seventy point perspective. Yeah. I guess Maxi essentially no showing is important. Uh, Daniel House, just get out of the way. <laughs> I mean, just just get out of the it's way. Like he had no idea what was going on. Dude, like, hundred percent, yeah. he had no idea what was going on. Yeah, like, like he's just he's putting his head down, going to the rim, jacking threes. Should have taken and- him out. Yeah, he's lucky he got 70, frankly. I mean, Daniel House yeah. is doing his best to, to ruin a 70-point performance. It was out of control. Furkan, again, Furkan's like, oh, my God, this is the, the, the one game I get to play a month. I'm going to start shooting. Neither yeah. one of those two, neither one of those two had any idea what Embiid was doing tonight. Um, but it did look insanely easy. Um, I also don't appreciate Greg Pop- Popovich. You know, all of a sudden you're waiting till he's at 68 to start throwing double teams at him. Yeah, it's absurd. Brett, Brett Brown needed to step in and stop that. Hey, Brett, Brett on the sideline should have been like, "Look, Pop." Um, but but the, you know, here here's what I would say too about tonight. Like, I know that we're past the point of where like, we know Joel's a great player. He's the best player in the NBA. But on nights like tonight, when he drops 70 points and the Wells Fargo center is getting on their feet as he comes back in and he's unstoppable like that. And they're winning games like that. You do think back to, to where this guy has come from. Like there was a moment in the game tonight where, you know, I could just picture Joel after the game talking about Wemby and saying, yeah, he's the next generation, but like Joel is right now. And there were times when Joel early on in his career, it might've not gotten to this point. It might've not gotten to the point where he was the best player in the NBA or even a starter in the NBA or even in the NBA this far in his career, breaking his, his, you know, the, his foot twice uh, within the first two years, like the conditioning issues, like all those things. I know that we're past them and we are. And like, it's not things you think about as much anymore, but on, on nights like tonight when he's doing what he's doing, it's so hard not to think about like where this guy has come. I mean, the the pick was laughed at it to an extent when they made it. Like he's been through all the losing, and of course it happened with Brett on the other sideline. I mean, it was just uh, 
he deserved tonight. Like as much work as he's put in and as much as he has overcome to get to this point, like he deserves to have the most points in Sixers history. He like flat out. And so well, everything he's it, gone through tonight was, it, it you know, reminds you of all that. Well, and, and I'm just, I'm proud that, that he gets to be the guy that has the most points in Sixers history. I mean, Elliot, Wilt, quote unquote, allegedly set that record in, in 1968. Yeah, get out of here with that. But but and I know like joking and, and bits aside, I mean mm-hmm. nineteen sixty eight, that's it's almost what, sixty years ago. That's almost sixty years ago. So you and I are are doing a post game reaction to a, a a feat that might never be broken in our lifetime. Yeah. It might it might that might be an a, a a record that will never be broken in, in this franchise history forever as long as you know the, this team and the NBA is around. Mm. No one might score more points than Joel Embiid did tonight. And I thought I thought Nurse had a good feel for the moment. Um, again, besides like Daniel House, I think the the rest of the team like Batum. I mean Batum might as well have been Magic Johnson out there, like just <laughs> just setting him up whenever he could. Um, but like at I, I know people and, and people just want to be miserable because God forbid you you could have an, an yeah. ounce of fun. They'll do the whole ah eh, playoffs, yada yada yada. Like not that, like wake me up. It's like, dude. Again, Carl Anthony Towns cannot top him tonight. Like I don't. Yeah, I, so I've seen that's going on. Do you know what he's at right now? I saw he had forty-one in the first half. Like well, we so cannot have that, Joel. Uh, he right now is at fifty-five with. He's about to is a minute and twenty two left in the third, so it'll be close. We can't have him <laughs> Actually, hit seventy one tonight. Of all dude. the players in the league, at least it's not Jokic. I mean, Jokic would never be able to do this, but at least it's it's not Jokic. Like, well, yeah, but Carl Towns Cats... is pretty high on the list of guys I would not want to top and bead on, on on tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we, have, we have people in the chat, uh, and I'm just gonna come out and say it. Like, no, Noah Vonleh is not as good as Joel Embiid. Just gonna say it like Big that. People are people are demanding. I say it. I will say it. Uh, the tweet from 2014 lives on. Safe to say, uh, Joel's had a bit of a better career. So I I, uh, I was gonna bring this up later, and I would like Twitter. I mean, I guess you don't have to to bully an old man, but like Rendell doesn't get nearly as much crap as you do. I mean, Rendell tweeted they should take McDermott <laughs> over. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Actually, over Joel yeah. Embiid. Now I will I, say. Yeah, McDermott still in the league, which is surprising to me tonight to see him wow. in the league and on the Spurs. <laughs> well, he's just, I mean, all he does is stand there and shoot a million threes. Again. Yeah. I yeah. could do what Doug McDermott does. How about that for a take? How about yeah, <laughs> that? That'll go how over about, well. How about that for a take? Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 ridiculous. And, um, you know, the Spurs kept it competitive. The Sixers defense kept it competitive. Yeah. Um, and... Like, sure, the, the, if you want to nitpick and talk about how, like, it shouldn't be that close against the Spurs and he shouldn't have had to play the fourth, I, I get it. But mm-hmm. it's one of those nights I, I genuinely think that uh, every player on the team was like, Joel's doing something special here. Like, it, it may be bad offense. I don't think I don't think Nick Nurse is going to be uh, bringing it to the tape of how they should run their offense. Well, there was sometimes. two or three minutes there, or two or three possessions, I should say, where I was like, man, he's really not going to get it. Like, he, he flopped at the basket. Well, not flopped, because I know that's a sensitive subject right now. But he, like, threw his hands up. Like, it looked like he wasn't going to get it. He missed a shot. When he missed the free throw, I was like, oh, man, this really might not happen. But, yeah, for for there was a few minutes where I was thinking it wasn't going to, but thankfully it did thankfully it did and again uh there was a a a couple minute stretch there in the third where um you know daniel house and those guys did not understand the assignment and you know they right they rightfully got it uh back going in the right direction so 70 points from joel Embiid, um and one of those things where when we're looking back on and trying to because we 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 talked in the past of this podcast about um, you know, like what are his moments going to be, and yeah, what are the point. things that that we're going to be talking about at his Hall of Fame induction? Because he's obviously a lock Hall of Famer if he retired today. Um, like tonight's one of those nights where, like, I, I Walker now was not sleeping very well, so he's able to come down and witness the history. Oh, he watched it, nice. And, yeah. and, and before anyone calls me bad parenting because it's like about nine fifteen, not my fault. The kid's not well, going to bed. And also, like, what's he have to wake up for? Exactly. Like, like, it's There's not no like stress getting, on him. 
Yeah, like getting a kid out of bed if he has school tomorrow, like I would still do it, but ultimately I can see the point. Like he needs to sleep for tomorrow. Walker really has nothing to do other than sleep and be awake. Like those are really the only two things he does. So I think, uh, you know, the fact he got to at least say he saw it, although in like 60 years, will he be going, yeah, my dad said Joel scored 70 points, but we all know that didn't really happen. As he's on WIP. Yeah, exactly. As he's on WIP wondering if, if yes. the Joel Embiid 70-point game actually happened. Let so me... here's another another thought off of this. Yes. Um, so Joel obviously is the best athlete in the city right now. Like, it just is what it is. On nights like tonight, when you see him do what he does, he's better than Jalen Hurts. Bryce has has an argument to an extent, but, like, Bryce has been hurt, like, doesn't really play defense. Well, Embiid's the most talented athlete in yeah, the city. It's not, he's it's mo- not yeah. But But let me ask you this. Like, is he the best athlete we've seen in Philly sports of our of our lifetime? Like, I, I think it was you that made this comparison. Like, Reggie White, I think, is up there in terms of, like, 99 sacks and 90 games, whatever it was for the Eagles. Um, Roy Halladay was awesome, but he wasn't here long enough. Like, is this the best we've ever seen an athlete? T.O. for one season? I mean, like, who who else Who else would you say? J- Carson in 2017, 17, but that was, like, 71. 11 games. Well, I mean, but, Iverson. I mean, Iverson, obviously. Like, Dude, I mean, you know I love I mean, Iverson, but – he was never this good. No, no. And like, you know, Iverson had to score in, in much more difficult ways. Like and, and Bede and Bede had what, like thirty? Thirty in the first like quarter. Yeah, I think he quarter. had I think he legit had like twenty eight in the first quarter. Twenty six <laughs> like, or something like that. And I was sitting there and I was sitting there. Once I got over like full disclosure. I did text you and James Jackson asking for him to get to, to foul out because I had yes. other Sixers that I needed to uh, to make some shots. Well, um, bad news. No one else really made shots tonight. So I don't think you hit any of your bets. No, I did not. Thank you. For I wonder what the mind. odds would have been on 70-plus for Joel. One of the first things I thought of, which is a, a problem <laughs> when it comes to you know sports gambling. Yes. People trading yeah, it does change how you watch sports. Yeah. Um, dude, Carl Anthony Towns has 58 through three. Like, hey, cat. Hey, yeah, stop playing them. Are they up big? I don't think they're up big enough to where he's going to come out, and like I'm sure that their coach is also going to seize the moment. I mean, it's one oh, it's one oh seven ninety two. So, but like seize the moment. It's it's Minnes- the, tw- it's the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Teams. Yeah, it's like there's no real history there. So like, I think like he he's Anthony got Edwards. Come out. Anthony Edwards dunk like three days ago was the best thing to happen in, in the Timberwolves since like Pat, <laughs> Bev, was, Pat Bev was like throwing his uh, his his uh, uniform into the crowd after beating a, a, yeah. a nine seed in a playoff game or a play. Joel copying the dunk was unbelievable, by the way. Well, it's just it's just Even another example. It's just another example. If he can just do whatever he wants, like he can just do whatever he wants on a basketball court. It's 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 yeah. it's, it's it's so silly. And he's not even the, the nice part about where Joel is. Again, he was the MVP of the league last year. And he's been ten times better this year. Yeah, like he's been he, way better. This is the best been, version we've ever seen. It's not even close, dude. Like it's not even close. And the the crazy part about Embiid right now is that it's not even these annoying. Like he had, he would score a lot of points in years past, but it'd be in kind of an annoying way. Like where it'd be too many <laughs> free throws. Three. Are you ripping him for being a free throw guy? No, it's actually the three pointer thing. It's probably my most boomer take. Is is the get on the block? You know, and I love dominate. It dominate from that standpoint but like when he made the three tonight was unbelievable it was great. like it in the fourth quarter yeah i mean because he probably he might not get to 70 if he doesn't make that like well, by definition he might want that thank you but i <laughs> no problem because he got pulled at 133 118 so if he makes yeah. it 131 118 and he gets 67 points i'm not sure they they doesn't hit as hard 70 does, does just sound better Dude, seventy's the best. Seventy's the best. Yeah. It's kind of Is like Kobe. More impressive than Kobe's eighty-one. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But um, you know, it's just it's it's the way he's scoring. Like he gets to that little you know, high post, and mm-hmm. it's just oh, Captain Sixty. This is a disaster. Yeah. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to count this down in in real time. Yeah. Um, it gets that little that little post action easy money whatever like like when mm-hmm. Miyama's what sixty seventy six a seven foot four whatever dude he he's unbelievable like he will be he's the best player in the un- NBA in two or three years he no. really is man like he can he's pass he can shoot he he looks like a baby deer out there learning how to run like once he learns how to like run and be like a true athlete he will be the best player in the league but that that's a discussion he's, for a future fight he's pretty good. I'm not sure. Yeah, I would say so. What do you have, like 30 and 14 tonight or something absurd like that? 
It's on minutes restriction. Come on, man. <laughs> From a rolled ankle on Christmas? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is kind of soft. I mean, what are we doing Did you see here? the video of Joel walking by Wemby at the beginning of the game? Um, he walks by him and he just gives a look of, like, shock. It had to be a little weird for Embiid to be around somebody that's, like, considerably taller. taller. It, like, makes Embiid look small. Like, obviously, Embiid probably has, like, 40 pounds on him. But he makes Embiid look small compared to, a, like, a normal night. He made Paul Reed look like a guard, by the way. Paul Reed <laughs> definitely looked at Wemby and was like, this is who I think I am in terms of, like, athletic prowess and like body type and he's like okay never mind i'm I'm actually not at all the, the worst part about paul reed uh like look like looking like a guard compared to wemby yeah is when paul reed thinks he's a guard you i know, know well I mean? that that's what i'm saying like when he got next to wemby he was like oh man i'm actually not like a super long athletic guy that can do a bunch of things and he said watch me cook you like watch, yeah he tried <laughs> watch me watch me do this thing tried his best yeah, Wemby, listen, he's obviously going to be pretty insane. But the fact that the fact that Embiid's just, like, stepping up to him and going right over him and almost just, like, not acknowledging his existence is is quite impressive. And, like, uh, I, I felt bad for Zach Collins. Like, like if I was put on Joel Embiid, I think I also would quit. But he was getting, like, yeah. so mad. Like, so mad. Zach Collins, man, well, you're, 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 you're a, a fringe NBA player at this point. Like... Go out there and, and take your medicine. Joel definitely, and to your boomer take about this, Joel definitely came into the game was like, A, he knows Wemby has a lot of hype. He's like, I'm going to come in and, and prove like how good I am right now. And he obviously did that. But he also came in, I thought, it was like, I know Wemby can't guard me in the post. There were a few times where he just brought it down low and like it took two dribbles and two like back and he was he was just at the basket. So you could tell, I mean, that's what people want from him. I think it's foolish because... He is an amazing, like elite, there's my word, elite like perimeter uh, shooter, like from mm-hmm. the from the post. But yeah. he, uh, yeah, I mean, he took Wemby down low a few times and there was literally nothing Wemby could do about it. So, um, you know, obviously when you have, when you're our age and maybe, yes. maybe younger and we have the general NBA discussion with older people who uh, don't respect the sport anymore, you know, their whole right. thing like is how- uh, yeah, it's like this is actually all just about Howard. This is not. This is directed <laughs> at one person. Yeah, yeah it's directed at one person. But they say, oh, back in the day, like guys would take things personally. Now these guys are, are too buddy buddy, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to be friends on the court. It's like it was so. It was kind of a refreshing old school. Wemby might be next, and and be being like, but don't worry, like I got, I yeah. got seventy for you, like I got seventy for you, and you, you, your time will come eventually. But let's not forget who who the guy is right now. So the one fun thing about how online Joel is, like it can definitely be annoying because of like the vague tweets and all those well, things. But he hasn't but, been like that in a while. No, he hasn't been. He at least since the season started. But he, uh, but the one fun part of that is Joel is definitely very aware of like narratives. And so while I agree with you, it was fun to see him come in tonight and like want to prove a point. I don't think it was because, you know, he doesn't like Wemby like this. So it's different no, what, so, like yeah. those boomers say, but I think Joel like enjoys the narrative part of the sport. And I think Joel enjoys like going out and making a statement tonight. And, and that's, I mean, that's what you saw. Like, now, does he, he like the narrative? He, does he like the narrative uh, part of the sport when the playoffs come around? Or no, so, just... so this is where I was going to go next with it. And maybe you're not going to like this, and some of the listeners probably won't. I will be honest in saying that watching this, there was also a part of me that was like, man, I really just want to see him do it in the playoffs. And not in like a way that I don't think he can, but when he's playing like this, like I, if I could wish for one thing in Philly sports right now, it would be for Joel to have a healthy postseason. And I don't think that means he'll definitely get out the second round or anything like that. But this guy deserves like a fair shot at the postseason. That isn't to absolve him of, of past playoff failures. He's been healthy in games and not played well. Like, so he it's not all on him. But this version of Joel, like the Ubre pass to, he had tonight was insane. He had another like over the over the back pass that was insane. Like if this version of Joel gets a healthy postseason run. Like, this could be it. Like, this could be the moment. And so while tonight was obviously incredibly impressive, the reality is there is always the backdrop of do it in the postseason. Like, there just is. And Mm -hmm. I just really, really, really want to see this guy get a healthy postseason run because it's the best he's ever been. Yeah, well, and it would be a shame if we didn't. It's kind of – 
I don't remember last year really having the kind of moments, you know, that this team is kind of already. Well, I talked myself into it, to be honest. Yeah, but like, you know, when we're looking back on the season, you know, and you start putting together the 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 compilation of of the entire regular season and, and as they made mm-hmm. their way through the postseason, like it kind of feels like a documentary. Like it feels yeah. like something that could get put together and um, like a yearbook. Turn- <laughs> like a yearbook, yes, but like more of an NBA, like a, you know, not just a, a Phillies centric one uh, right. where they don't acknowledge. Do you think you we'll know. be in the Sixers yearbook? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. The live clap, clap your hands. The live what clap. What if we were the hands. only Sixers pod mentioned in the yearbook when they won the title? Dude, that would be, that's the only thing I care about now. Is, is the only thing that make you happy when it comes to yearbooks? The only thing that make me happy is having be the only Sixers podcast mentioned, but like the the seventy pointer, you know, like it's it's gonna be something that maybe that's when the city gets on board, or that's mm-hmm. you know a turning point in the season, and you start you start racking up these moments, uh, you know, like even starting with the the James Harden trade and. You know how they they overcame that and and got overcame to this point. That. How they had to overcome that. I was like the phrasing of that. How they overcame. How was that? that? How was that yeah. for over dramatizing? Yeah, what is, a little built-in take happening. there. Um, but like it's just it, it it's as you work your way through the year, you have these little moments, and it's why it's why they have to get this next trade right because mm-hmm. I don't know how you're Daryl Morey, you're watching this, you're feeling the vibes, you're seeing how tough they are. Like KJ Martin has barely played and he came off the, the bench tonight and I, I think showed a little something. Yeah. Um like he's he's definitely athletic. He's he he has some bounce and that's good. But if you're Daryl Morey and and you're watching what your all time center is is currently doing, I mean it's gotta make you have uh, this this want to to go out and and, and secure the right guy like mm-hmm. there's been a lot of Dejounte Murray stuff out there it's interesting it seems like that they are uh they like to move Maxi off the ball and I guess if you look at his off the ball numbers he's he's mm. elite at it um but it's just you know like it's the the windows now it, it's time to 100% maximize what is going on and like I've been one of those people of uh, save the assets for the right trade, but I, I don't know how you do it with the way this this guy's playing right now. So one thing Daryl Morey said in the past, and you know maybe in my elder age, like we, and I, I'd imagine you probably get this a little bit too. Like you get skeptical of things that people say on the record and like podium wise, like oh they're just saying that, like they're just trying not to get in trouble at the podium or whatever. But one thing Morey has said that I I felt tonight is he does have a responsibility when it comes to Joel. Like, he is he is the GM for the best player in franchise history. Like, his job is solely to get Joel his title. And obviously, it'll be it'll mean a title for Maury, another one for Nurse and Maxi and all those things. But this is about Joel. Like, this is about putting the best team around, around Joel that you could possibly put around him and the responsibility to when you have the chance to go all in and when you have the chance to do it, to not only be, like, brave enough to make those moves, but to get it right, like this is on Maury to make sure that he, the guys he trades for, because he will make a trade before the deadline. Like he will. Now the question is whether it'll be for a, just using example, like a Zach Levine, like big time guy, or if it'll be a bunch of role players, like a Bruce Brown, um, you know, other guys that they uh, like the, the uh, Atlanta Bogdan, like that we we've talked about, like those type of guys, is it going to be that, or is it going to be a big time move? And I think Maury, like, be, yeah, I mean, Big, I didn't follow him in Houston, but biggest trade deadline of his career. Like this is a biggest move. This is a bigger move than the Ben. You like that? This is a bigger move than the Ben Simmons time. Like this is bigger than figuring out what to do in the past. Like this is about going out and getting better players. Not that they need better players, but getting the best possible trade you can with your assets because this is the Sixers' year. Like this year, right now, you have the best version of Joel. The East looks better than it did. Like since we started doing this pod. But it's still a very, very winnable East. The West is not that great. Doing this pod before the season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like good. that? Yeah, that's good. The years yeah. we've done this podcast. All the years we've done this pod. This is the weakest the East has looked. <laughs> this is the best. This is the best. <laughs> there's East no super looked. team. Like there's no super team. So Maury's got to get it right. Like that's what Maury should have been feeling tonight. Like outside of the excitement of watching it, Maury should have almost been like nervous watching this, knowing like, okay. I have to get this move right because the player I have on my roster right now is the best player in the NBA, potentially by a wide margin. And you, you, you lay out that whole thing. You do a whole, 
You know, a lot like of that. little takes, a lot of little takes in there. You're not Sprinkled even remembering in. any any of Houston's deadlines. This is the most important of his of his career. Yep, I think so. Just just throwing it out there, <laughs> unsubstantiated. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, um, a lot of little things that, that you threw in there, which I appreciate. Thank you. But but I can't help and and think they can't come up short again. Like the, to 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 go through this all again to talk about this is their year and they have to make the trade. They have to get the trade right. If they come up small again, it, it's just it's just crushing. It, and, yeah. and I think we talked about before the season started, like it was going to take something special, I think, to get the city back behind the basketball team again. And by the way, pretty good time for Joel and B to score 70 when the, the Eagles season ends. So like, I, Seriously, like the timing could not be better. The Flyers, yeah. I believe, have lost three in a row. How you like sure. that? Yeah, South Philly totally sauce, agree. everyone, you know, make sure you listen to it. They will tell you about the hockey team. Um, <laughs> they will tell you about that. They will tell you about what's going on with the hockey team. Um, although I've been watching more recently. But, um, like, they – like, I, I don't – again, we said last year, I don't know how the city recovers from from this team not making the, the conference finals again and, and losing game six and losing game seven. But I think this year actually might be worse. Like, it might be worse because, again, I don't think Embiid's played better than this. And it would just be such a travesty to to the history of the city for this guy to not have a run in him. Like, sure, he mm-hmm. could have a run in four years when he's, like, averaging 17 points a game and is not Joel Embiid. Right. But peak of his power, Joel Embiid, not having a signature postseason run, again, I mean – He's when it's all said and done, it's like him and McGrady as the best players currently to never make a final. I mean, like, yeah, it's I mean, Grant Grant Hill, I don't think made a finals, did he? Grant Hill's, I mean, I, oh, Grant Hill's a better all time player than McGrady. I don't know about that. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong, but, but I, Grant I, I mean, like I guess he had injuries towards the end of his career, yeah, but he like. Five good years, but Look, I like McGrady. I'd all his shoes. Like I love McGrady. I just think Grant Hill probably all time ahead of him. Didn't know you're such a Grant Hill guy. Were you ready for that take? Yeah, <laughs> I was not ready for the yeah, first name out of your out of your mouth to be Grant <laughs> yeah. Hill. I mean, yeah, the pro football, uh, pro, pro basketball research on Grant Hill. It was such a it was such a quick Grant Hill response. Uh, like well, he was a teammate. He was teammates with McGrady uh, on the Magic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's what made me think of him. But he like Maybe. never played. I think he signed there and never played. If I'm, I could be wrong. About this. <laughs> he was never healthy. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and okay. Grant Hill's Anyway, continue. <laughs> it's enough Grant Hill discourse on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, he, he he he. It's not very often that one of the forty best basketball players of all time, and like he's mm-hmm. rising those ranks never makes the finals. Like it can't happen. Like it can't yeah. happen. He's he's better than Tracy McGrady. He's he's better than than whoever you want to throw in there as as a guy. He's better than all those guys. Like, he's the he, best scorer of all time. If it if it if it goes down, like he could go down as the greatest player in NBA history to never make a finals. Like that's Yeah. That's insane. That's well, insane. it's interesting. It would only like, happen here, by the way. It would only happen here. Yeah, obviously. Well, it's interesting you bring up like the Eagles right now cuz from a football perspective, a lot of people have been comparing the Buffalo Bills to the Sixers, right? And a lot of it is how they're always getting knocked down the divisional round. And But, like, I think a difference is Josh Allen has really kind of escaped criticism because he's played well in a lot of those divisional games. What makes Joel different is Joel has not had great playoffs. That's not to say he's been bad by any stretch, but he's not been the best version of himself that he was. And I think the tough thing about this year and how great he's been it sets the, the like the bar so high for the playoffs. Like, I mean, dude, he's averaging. He just got player of the week. He averaged 37 points over the last week. This week, he's probably going to end up averaging like 44 points or something absurd because of the 70-point game. And to your point about like how this is going to be a crushing kind of playoffs with like a lot of emotional investment in it, I think a difference between the Eagles and the Sixers right now, when the Eagles were falling apart, they gave you no reason to believe. But everybody wanted to believe because they're the Eagles and people wanted to buy it. And they were mad, but people were, they wanted to uh, believe that the team could do it. With the Sixers, 
nobody wants to believe. Like no, like fans like the Sixers and fans want to to root for them. But I don't think anybody is like going into the season or going into it right now saying, I truly believe the Sixers can do this. The difference is the Sixers are giving everybody reasons to believe. Like to your point, after coming off that playoff loss last year, no one wanted to be out on this team. Like everybody we know, like was saying, I'm not going to pay attention to the playoffs. Who cares? Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure tomorrow on WIP, the Sixers will be a constant talking point throughout the day. People will call and talk about them. People are going to be in on them. People are buying in. And the reason they're doing that is the exact opposite reason of why people bought it on the Eagles. The Eagles for the last seven games gave you no reason. And some people, the football experts on the station will say they gave you no reason all season. The Sixers since the beginning of this season have played at a high level. They have had the best net rating of any team. They have the best five-man lineup of any team. They have the best player in the sport and they almost have the best record. Like they are giving you every single reason to believe. And while the Eagles had the best record, they didn't look like the best team. The Sixers look like the best team with the best player. So while there is like hesitation to buy in, the Sixers are giving fans no choice. Like you have to believe in this team because of what they're showing you now for almost half the year. Well, yeah, and as long as they don't play, I don't know, the the Celtics in some random regular season game and get trounced, you yeah. know, maybe. The, well, they don't think, play them again for like three months, so. Yeah, so right now, I mean, they are, I think they're, what, a half game, half game behind the, the Bucks for the two seed? in the east i'm guessing you're looking at that i mean i, I certainly don't know off the top of my head yeah okay yes. to... i mean you're you're a big playoff seating guy like they're, i am they're, they're right am. there and i think they i think they are i think they are giving people a reason to believe again and that's great because like it's it's way more fun when, when the team's good but again the, the the two biggest things that they're gonna have to figure out or overcome like one is obviously the trade you know yeah. like malcolm brogdon has been thrown out there as a guy today who uh you know couldn't get me 25 points last night for plus a thousand. Mm. He had 23. Grow up and score two more points. Um, like, is that really, <laughs> is that really a, a, a enough? Is that the final piece? I love Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's a really solid player, but like they, they kind of have all the role players. Like they, they yeah. have all the extra guys. It's, it's, it's the right, it's, it's whether they get the right star. And um, then it's obviously... Well, just... I almost like, to your point, because it's kind of a constant like back and forth we've had or like pod to pod, we feel different ways. Like, do they go get the guy? Because Maxi was not good tonight. Now, Maxi didn't need to be great tonight. Joel was scoring 70 points. And I think Maxi understood like the assignment of getting him the ball. But Maxi wasn't good. Um, Maxi looked like a role player tonight. I guess everyone did compared to Joel, but Maxi did. Tonight was Oubre's, a night... Oubre's taking a step back. Uber is definitely taking a step back. Um, our guy Batum, just unbelievable. I mean, Batum is like just knows how to play the game. I was gonna tweet at one point, like it's so it's so amazing to watch such a long, athletic player dominate the game the way he does. Of course, talking about Batum, not Wemby. What do you think about that tweet? Would that have been good? Well, I couldn't. I kind of forgot what you were talking about because I was like, why would you? I kind of thought you were making a Ben Simmons dig. No, Um, no, no. So uh, let let me ask you the funniest. The funniest part about Batum is how quickly. He's just like, I mean, he'd be the best hot potato player in the country. Like, and just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that'd be a good tweet. There you go. He's unbelievable. Be like, I, I watched Jokic, and I'm like, great beer pong player. I watched Batum, yeah. and I say, unbelievable hot potato player. Just unbelievable. Batum is a little hands. like Jokic. Yeah, why don't you tweet that? Why don't you tweet that? More <laughs> offensive, more, higher offensive ceiling, Nicholas Batum or, yeah, or, Jokic, or, yeah. or, or Jokic. By the way, I do need to clear something up before we go any further on this podcast and, and make me look like more of an idiot. Okay. Uh, Trace McGrady technically paid, played in the finals, but... Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. When did he play the in the finals? With the Spurs. But, like, let's be serious here. Wait, was this he played, af- This was, like, cooked McGrady, though, right? This This series went seven games. And he played a total of thirteen minutes. Yeah, so that doesn't count. Agreed. That barely counts. Um, the the list of players never make <laughs> to never make a finals. Uh, Steve Nash. Yeah, I mean, great player. Yeah, yeah great player. Take some uh, fake MVP awards. Whose whose MVP awards mean less? Steve Nash's or Jokic's? There it is. Uh, yeah. Yao Ming. Uh, yeah, Yao Ming. I think is kind of overrated in the grand scheme of things. I, How many years was he really great? I. He was, he was fine. He yeah. was fine. He should not be ahead of Carmelo on this list. Agreed. Uh, Vince yeah, Carter. Carmelo. Yeah. Vince Carter, your boy, Dominique Wilkins. My boy, Dominique Wilkins. Why is that my boy? Because <laughs> he played in the 80s. 
Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Vince Carter was my guy growing up. Oh, I'm no, sure you're Dominic a big. Was not. You're a big Vince Car- uh, Vince yeah. Carter guy. Uh, Chris Weber, uh, Grant Hill. There he is. Yeah, told there. you. <laughs> told you. I told you be on the list. Amari Stoudemire, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Amari Joe Johnson. Stoudemire. I know. This like this is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. We can't let. Yeah, we Joel can't let Joel get on the list. And this list was Steve Nash, Yao Ming, Mello. Like you're talking about all time NBA losers. Mello, Vince Carter, Chris Weber. Stoudemire like come on Dude, this we is cannot. a random aside but like can you imagine the internet today if a player went to his graduation the morning of a game seven and flew Dude. in <laughs> it's all time it's because it would be amazing because one part would be like you can't do this and the other part would be like stop shaming him for prioritizing oh education like, it would be it would be unbelievable it would be it would be i i often compare these two so there's like WIP world where I know how people react on WIP versus yes. Twitter world. So like WIP world is what the, what the hell are you doing? Like like it's game seven, you can't be focused yes. on other things. Twitter world's like, oh, he's just following his dreams. Yes, yeah, like, Twitter world would be very like very proud of him for doing this. Um, so <laughs> chances this comment right here is from Howard Eskin under an alias. The NBA needs to bring back defense. It does not exist anymore. Not having it makes the game unwatchable. Oh, is man. that Howard? Jason? I was, just, I was watching the game tonight, and I, you know what I said? I said, needs more defense. Yeah, that was the main takeaway from everybody. Uh, um, looks, so, by the way, I think Cat's only going to have 62. Oh, nice. Is he out? Some people are putting it in the comments that are leaving. Well, they're uh, losing. They're now losing. <laughs> Which very classic Cat to be losing this game. Yeah, as he's scoring uh, 62, as he's scoring 62. Would you yeah, trade so... Maxi straight up for Anthony Towns? No. I wouldn't either. No, I'm, I I have decided that I'm keeping Maxi until, again, so you you might not believe me, and I might not believe me either. <laughs> the best, the best opinions <laughs> come from start from that. <laughs> I would take Anthony Edwards on the Sixers on just about over just about anything in sports, like in, in yeah, like over a Phillies championship, like Anthony Edwards over is, a Phillies championship, dude. Anthony, now I will say, I believe a Phillies World Series would do well for my brand. I was gonna um, say you'd be like on the float, although your moment might have passed with that. No, <laughs> I agree. No, thank you, yeah. thank you for bringing that up. I'm glad no we're doing problem, that. Now. No problem. No um, problem. Because <laughs> I really do think that I don't know how I don't know how I top what happened last summer, and it's why it's 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 You'll making. Top it, buddy. I don't think I can, but it, it makes be me fair. Look... It's like the most amazing thing to happen in Philly sports media of <laughs> like my lifetime. Besides, like maybe the Dirty Thirty. The funniest <laughs> would be if you if you made the, if they won the World Series, you were on the float, and the yearbook like blurred your face out. Or something. Yeah, it's basically what they tried to do for no reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but the the Phillies run makes me want to appreciate the Sixers run more because I thought the Phillies had all those moments too. Like they, they did. Like they had yeah. the, the Phillies had it all right there. The Eagles, yeah. you falsely led the people into believing. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> into believing that this team was something that I mean, even even like oh, here we go. Here we go. Obvious that this team had collapsed. Like ah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. This, well, it's hard not to believe in this team after all they put on tape over the last. Well, okay, years. let me ask you. Let me. Oh. What's all right? Actually, I'm not going to ask you. I'm just going to say it. Like the Trey Turner thing was an unbelievable thing for you, and I do. I'm not like playing the whole "you're not an Eagles fan" because I know you are. But the satisfaction you get out of being right about the team is like maybe the happiest I've seen you. And I was in the room when you met Trey Turner. <laughs> like, but like, just I think you want the Eagles to win, but just you feeling like you were right. I'm uh, you know, you, you're enjoying it quite a bit. Well, and the worst the feeling part I is hope that, to have one day. The worst part is that no one's even acknowledged it. You know, yeah, it, well, it, it's just, no one cares you know, when you're right. It's only when you're I put wrong. in a lot of work to make sure I was right. It took a lot of crap to, to, to know that I was right. Not a lot of film breakdown. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. no film breakdowns. Yeah, like imagine eyeball. wasting your time on film breakdowns when you have this eye. When you have couldn't this set of eyes. Yeah, yeah, couldn't no, be but me. like, 
but the, but the Phillies run is is making me look at the Sixers run like it's it's very similar. I mean, it's very yeah. similar. You had the in in August alone, you had you had the Trey Turner ovation, you had Lorenzo no hitter, you had uh you had the Bryce he had the home run off the Giants when they were down a couple in the ninth and mm-hmm. they lost that game. You had the you had Bryce's three hundredth that he hit off of Matt yeah. Moore. Like I was there you for had, that. Yeah, <laughs> you actually were there for that. Yeah, I was I was there for that. Yeah. Which I'm proud of you, buddy. Thank you. Um, but like that—that's what we're talking about right now. Like we're we're talking about this team who has been devoid of, I think, these kind of moments and and devoid of having the fan base believe in them really since they were the one seed. Um, kind of starting to 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 get them back, and I just for this to end how the last couple seasons have ended, like it would be such such a travesty. Yeah. To to not only this great player, but look at the coach that we have right now. Look at uh, Maxi's ascension. I mean, it's the this, best like team the, they've had around Joel. And look at the Pat Bev, the the uh, the Morris, like these kind of like our boy Batum. I mean, yeah, they are really well positioned, and they they can't do it this year. They cannot. They can't do it. Like, don't do it. Just go freaking. I feel like you're begging right now. Because like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's really. Yeah. It, like, Brock Purdy breaks breaks my sports brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, he obviously sucks. Like, yep. he obviously is not good at football. Should have lost the I mean, game to the Packers. He should have lost the game to the Packers. Yeah. Like, if he was anywhere else, he's. A, Would a, he be the worst quarterback strength. to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Of course he would be. I mean, Trent I mean, Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. <laughs> Deal for whatever. Like Purdy's Foles. obviously put away. Yeah, well, falls like historically, yes, but in, Philly, <laughs> in an Eagles uniform, he's God. Right. Um, this this Sixers thing also breaks my sports brain. Like I don't know what I don't know what to compare it to. It's I mean it's, yeah. it is Bills ish. I mean they both can't get out of the second round. Although I mean Josh Allen did technically play in the AFC Championship game in 2020, but no one remembers it. Um, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> like right, like. Because Embiid and Allen are, are are very very similar. I brought that up on the mm-hmm. air today. Like, both are all time greats. They have no accomplishments. Like, they, neither one yeah. of them have like any accomplishments. I mean, Josh Allen hasn't even won an MVP. Well, Embiid you know, Embiid has more than Josh Allen. He does. Yeah. But but no accomplishments that people. This is not a shot at you. Yeah, don't no don't accomplishments. Say it. No accomplishments that people care about. Yeah, the, yeah. The MVP right. is something that people care about, and that's fine. But like when we're, it'll be brought up as a as a way to argue against another player. It's not going to be like I remember all the the, the Joel Embiid MVP year. Like I remember more of this year of Joel Embiid mm-hmm. than I do last year Joel Embiid. So I think that they should hang banners in the state in the stadium with like players that have scored 50 plus points, players that have scored 60 plus points. And tonight it would be the first 70 plus point guy. Like I, I like tonight was to kind of get, come full circle on it. Like tonight was historic accomplishment. Like to your point, we might not ever see this in our lifetime again. And it deserves to be hanging in the, in the rafters. Like I, I, I think we we do this weird thing with banners where we act like they're like some sacred thing. Like, and I, they're obviously not since they put Nova banners up at the Wells Fargo. But like, right? And I, concerts. I, yeah, and concerts exactly. The Bruce Springsteen banner. But like tonight is tonight's like one of the greatest Sixes accomplishments we'll probably see. Like just in terms of just a, a night and like a player playing at that level, we won't have many more nights uh, of our Sixers fandom that'll be like better than this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um. So I have. People get so worked up about banners. Now people are in the comments like, "Dude, you and banners, stop the banners." Well, you are. You, but you also have a weird obsession with banners. I don't care. Like I, I went to the Flyers game the other day, and I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of banners up there." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm sure there. Yeah, yeah. Stadium. So never mind. There are a lot of banners. I agree. Normally, see banners if you go to the game. So why does it matter? Because I think we like gatekeep banners as if like like. But why do you care so much about banners? Because I think great accomplishments should be remembered forever in the rafters of the stadium. Like they have Atlantic Division titles up there. I'm pretty sure still. Like take those well, down. By the way, can we just get rid of divisions in the NBA? No one cares. Yeah. Have you I ever been like, oh, do, like, in season tournament, the new division? I was the in season tournament matters more than than divisions in the NBA. The, the, Agreed. It's the dumbest thing ever because all that matters is your seating. You don't get any extra points for winning winning the Atlantic Division. Agreed. Um, so uh, 
a couple things here before before we get on out of here. Mm-hmm. I've never really noticed it until tonight, but the amount of pressure, and this is not a shot at this guy, but the amount of unnecessary pressure that Matt Cord puts on the the brickin' for chicken shooters is insane. Like <laughs> it was the third quarter, and like you would have thought it was game seven of the of the conference. It's like. He's like, they have a chance for chicken. <laughs> like, it was like, like really I hear, calling. Here's another take like, on really this. Really calling it. I don't like the bricking for chicken. Oh, bricking for chicken's good. Like, chi- like, so the Chick Fil A is better than getting the frosty, but the frosty was better. It was a better bit. The frosty this. freeze out. Yeah. Well, the worst one is the Eagles. If they don't allow a point in the first quarter, everyone gets a frosty. Like I've never seen less people care about a bit or like a giveaway than that. That when they would tweet it, like they'd be down like ten or whatever. I guess they wouldn't be down ten nothing, but they like when they were up six nothing on the Niners, they tweeted it out, and it was like, oh, I don't know if this is the time. But. Are the Eagles? Are the Eagles the third best team in the city? Um. Oh, that hit you right in that right in the Elliott Short Parks feels. Yeah. Um. I mean, look, the Sixers are the best team in the city. Right well, they got to go further than the Phillies to do that, for sure. No, they're better than the Phillies. But we don't have to get into this right now. They're better than the Nine, Phillies. 90-some um, wins, NLCS, World Series. Yeah, and they choked all-time, it away. All-time players having all-time moments. Yeah, well, we just, you just said this is a bead thing. It's something we'll never see our whole our, our life. Well, Bryce Harper also exists. <laughs> do we it. will see another player do it on a monday night against the spurs that's my new bar for, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. wake yeah. me up when you bedlam at the bank what who cares how yeah exactly. yeah the... fraud franchise how about, how, about, how about scoring 70 against the spurs in a game where they weren't that into yeah exactly. um, uh, um no i mean you probably have to go sixers phillies look get out of here with the flyers like the flyers are fun but like the flyers are not better than the, Hold on. Are, the are the union any good anymore i haven't checked in on that nah, the union fell off sadly oh such a shame yeah. uh, i actually got like a i got a lot of union takes but just no one no one really cares, cares. so yeah yeah like they're gonna re-sign andrew bedoya like i think it's a massive mistake oh that is crushing i was just yeah he's so up. washed it's it's like the eagles re-signing like um who who are some washed guys they signed after the super bowl i guess all well, of them I mean, all of them. I mean, you could look at this team with uh, Bradley Roby and yeah, Byard yeah. and 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 Bradbury. I mean, <laughs> they are. Gotta get you out to a Union game. Uh yeah. Well, I'll take Walker one day. You'll consider it. You'll consider it. They yeah. are very when family I get, friendly. I will say. When I get to bang, that's because it's like, it's because like minor league baseball. Well, all right. Can I tell you something? Like. I think there's a non-zero percent chance that I will get to bang the drum at a union game. Like it's not that crazy. I'm probably the biggest in terms of social media following, the biggest fan they have in the city. Yeah, but you tweet like you tweet once a month about them. Well, I tweet more than once a month. I tweet more than most people. But my fear is I'll get booed if I bang the drum. So I think if they asked me, I would say no. Probably. Probably. Yeah, I just I couldn't take that. Now I would hope union fans would back me up because I'm the I support the team more than any other media member, but couldn't take the risk. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it's a little secret about myself at ten thirty at night that I feel comfortable telling you. Yeah, well, that's kind of how I feel about felt about when you whenever you would be like, oh, you guys should throw out the first pitch. It's like, oh, you weren't gonna get booed. You <laughs> you and Seltzer would got like a standing. Would have got booed, but it would have like what? What if people were like? I agree. What I, are it's, you? Like, it's who are these people? Like, yeah. Who, yeah. Who are these? People? Also, imagine Seltzer out there. Oh my god, dude! How like the. <laughs> The ball would be like out of a cannon. He's shaking the Sizzling Park. He gets a little leg going. Uh, oh, it would have been amazing. He takes a triple shot of the Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. The ball would be fired out of a cannon out of the stadium. But maybe one day. You guys deserve it. But. I think you'd I think you'd hit the fanatic with a baseball. Yeah. Well sure. that's one person put in the chat. If I banged a drum at the union, who's this? Like, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly and right. No, someone else. Sense. No way the high hopes guys get booed. Exactly. There's no way you would get booed. Um Okay. So uh we have an event. Yes, here we go. At, at McGurk's. Uh McGurk's is awesome. If you haven't been to McGurk's and Horsham, first off, unbelievable food, uh an unbelievable space. Great beer. Uh, it's obviously all presented by by Coors Light. We'll be hanging out, watching the Sixers. So, like, maybe Joel saves 72. Yeah, for just night. for us. Just for us. Um, 
But yeah, we're, we're hanging out McGurk's uh, Thursday, February 1st. So, uh, you know, mark your calendars. Can't believe we're already like almost through January. I know. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> of 2024. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, February 1st, we'll be out at McGurk's in Horsham. Great spot. Unbelievable spot. And, you know, come on out and, and watch us. You like McGurk's? I do love McGurk's. It's, yeah. So, like, we have food drops at work. They're without question the best food drops. It's not when, even. Yeah. When we get a McGurk's food drop, they, you won't see a happier, happier me. <laughs> well, the che- their cheesesteak egg rolls, which I think are the best, not the best food, but like certainly the well, best, best appetizer. appetizer for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're the best. They bring fire cheesesteak egg rolls. So always. always. Yeah. So uh, come on out February 1st. We'll keep talking about it because it's going to be a great time and uh, we'll have some cords light and we'll, we'll have a great we'll talk so, about the team. Talk about the team. Talk about the Sixers. And, yeah. You know, I'm sure Exclusive Sixers talk. No Eagles, no Phillies. <laughs> Yeah, not allowed. It's in the contract. So I hear there's going to be a red carpet there. Yeah, it's a little much. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the the, the rolling out the red carpet. Just don't think you know I'm worthy. Of It'll it. be interesting you, to see what you that... might be worthy. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm worth it. You're more worth it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It's very no problem. Of you. Yeah, very no problem. Of you. Um, it's been a special night, and, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad that we were able to to sit here and react to it because, again, when when you're six feet under. And, you know, <laughs> in a few years, you're still young and vibrant. <laughs> we're going to look back and be like, wow, we watched Joel Embiid absolutely cook that scrub Victor Wembyama. Yeah. And when Victor Wembyama probably has more uh, playoff success than Joel in a couple of years, we won't. Oh, God. Because of a January 22nd, 2024, when our yeah. guy put up 70 and, and beat a Wilt record. Our you guy. Pretty special. Did you be pretty special to beat a Wilt record. Yeah. Well, real quick to wrap this up. Did you see, did you see this? Joel took a picture with a piece of paper that has 70 on it. Really? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I like that. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Whatever it takes, whatever, <laughs> whatever it, it takes to erase the 100 from Wilt <laughs> Jackson on it. <laughs> All right. For Elliot Shorebarks and Jack fantastic emergency edition. Mm. Uh, That's all we did. Of the platform.